latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Lucas Moore. Yes, Sports Fan 970 WATH. 97.1 FM. Big welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Just me in studio today. We've got a short show because the Reds are continuing their series against the Washington Nationals in just a little bit. 635 is when pregame begins normally at 640, but they pushed it back a 705 first pitch for the Washington Nationals at their home ballpark. Park Reds lost seven to six yesterday. Uh, Kino, but he had a big home run, eighth home run in 12 games, most ever by a rookie in their first 12 games. That's all fun, but that's all red stuff, and you'll hear about plenty of that come 635. I did have an opportunity to go to the Reds game over the weekend, and a frustrating loss on Sunday against the Chicago Cubs. It felt like they had that game. Luis Castillo pulled just a little bit early. Reds end up blowing that lead. And lose to the Chicago Cubs. That one was a rough one to watch. The Cubs always invade that great American ballpark and make it really difficult for the Cincinnati Reds. And they certainly made it difficult on Sunday. But the Reds got a split. They are still within the race. They need to pick up some wins, though, and some wins quickly. Every game from this point forward is going to be a pretty big one for the Cincinnati Reds. Where I wanted to start today, though, was another event that I had an opportunity to attend. And that was last night. The Trouble Tomcats opened up their scrimmage season against the Chesapeake Panthers, a team that is 9-11 and 11 over the last two seasons. A fairly solid Division Five team on the river. Uh, they're not anything intimidating. I think Trimble is, without a doubt, the better team and would win most games against Chesapeake by three touchdowns. But Chesapeake is a team with some size up front, is a team that can compete. And Trimble just looked really good. And Trimble looked like they are going to be able to operate at at least the level they operated last year. Now, I expected a little more from the defense. Chesapeake had a pretty good push up the middle, but they never scored a touchdown either. Now, they had a few drives that got stopped at 10 plays. They were within a scrimmage. You don't want drives to go up along 10 plays, all that stuff. But the Trimble defense still held firm in terms of not allowing the Chesapeake Panthers into the end zone. So there's a positive there. And that is, I think, a sign that this defense is not going to take a step backwards in 2019. And why would they? Why on earth would they? They return the best defensive player, arguably, in the state. And if they were still a Division 7, he would definitely be the best defensive player in the state in Sawyer Coons. They return the rest of their defense, essentially. Uh, They lost literally three players from last season's squad that made the state championship. I mean, Trimble brings back every single important piece offense and defense outside of max hooper and a couple other pretty good seniors but but they're guys that max hooper is the only one where you where you scratch your head and go i don't know if they can find a guy just like max hooper to produce at that level on the outside as a runner receiver hybrid i'm not sure if they can find that guy that might be the only thing where they get a little bit worse, but I think they're going to find that guy. I think they'll find somebody to make those catches in the flat, to be able to move yards, and it might not matter with the way Connor Wright looked. I mean, this kid, last season, over nine yards of carry, first team All-State, was right there uh, with Keegan Wilburn and others for the best running back in the county or in Southeast Ohio. I mean, he was within that conversation. Uh, The train was rolling. 
for Connor Wright all season long, and he was rolling all off season too because the legs they got bigger, chest looked like he got bigger, he got a bit taller. He's ready to rumble. He's ready to run, and, and that should be exciting for Triple Tomcats fans. They are going to win the TVC Hawking. That is not a question. That is a statement. They are going to win the TVC Hawking. And, and here's the big stat that I shared for why they're going to win the TVC Hawking. The rest of the conference lost players, lost talent. Waterford, Braden Belleville out the door. Eastern might be a bit better, but nothing major. No big class coming. No huge come up year for any team in the TVC Hawking that we can see now. You've heard things about Belpre maybe being okay, and you've heard things about teams maybe being okay, but there is no threat coming. There was no junior-laden team that looked like they could make some improvements into their senior season and challenge the Trimble Tomcats. Add that to the fact that the Trimble Tomcats are returning nearly everybody from a team that made the state championship. And add in the fact that the average margin of victory for the Triple Tomcats in TVC Hawking play last year was an astonishing 45 points. Average margin of victory, 45 points. Most points they gave up in a single game in the TVC Hawking was 12 to Braden Belleville and Waterford, and Braden Belleville's out the door. So when you look at all those factors put together, Trimble's going to win the TVC Hawking. It is 99 Point nine 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 percent. I am never, ever that confident with any prediction at any level of sport. But that is the situation the TBC Hawking is sitting in right now. It is almost impossible to imagine any team defeating the Triple Tomcats in the TBC Hawking this season. Now, Hawking teams, if you guys happen to be listening to this, use this as motivation. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see some TBC Hawking team come out of nowhere and give Trimble trouble. It makes things interesting. I like drama. I'd love an upset. I'd like to see the Tomcats get far. I think that might be the thing I want to see most, but I'm not going to come in here and say, man, I'm upset that Eastern gave up a, gave a fight and somehow upset of the Tomcats. It's, It's, I'm not saying I don't want to see that. I'm saying that when you look at the facts on the table, Trimble knows the TVC Hawking is theirs. The question is, is this team going to be able to elevate to that next level, to that state championship level. And it's just a lot tougher in Division Six, Region 21. And it's a question that we're not going to be able to answer until we see them against Nelsonville York. But even then, we're not going to get a lot of information there. We're really not going to know if this Trimble team can really compete at the Division Six level until Week 11. It's just not something that we're going to be able to accurately convey or say. We knew they could do it at Division 7. We saw them do it before. But to say they're going to compete for a regional championship again in Division 6, Region 21, with some of the heavy hitters in that region, that's that might be a stretch. Or it might not be. It's just something that's going to be hard to determine until Week 11. There's just not enough quality opponents on the schedule for the Trimble Tomcats. But how on earth did Trimble get to this point? That's the real point I wanted to dive into here on the first half of our mini-show when talking about the Trimble Tomcats. How did the Trimble Tomcats get to this point of absolute dominance? Phil Ferris entering his 26th season as the Trimble Tomcats head coach has established a culture of winning that is really hard to do. 
especially when you consider the size of the Gloucester community, just over a thousand citizens. Uh, when you consider, you know, the economic standing of the high school, present that to 98% of coaches throughout the state. And you don't build teams like this. You don't build dynasties like this. You don't make two state championships. It doesn't happen. This is rare. So how do they do it? How possibly did Trimble do it? Did they just get lucky? Are they always having talent coming in? Are there always players that are just rolling in that are just incredible? I think that's a stretch. I think that to say that the people of Gloucester are better athletes than everybody else around, I think that'd be a stretch too. I think they're right there with you. You have the outliers upwards and the outliers downwards. And I think the same is for other communities as well. Now, have they perhaps had more athletes because they've had good athletic programs? Yes. But are they just a more athletic city than everybody else? Just this random place where there's a bunch of really good football players? No. Because if that were the case, there'd be more college athletes coming out of Gloucester. So it's not that. It's not this random last 25 years luckily running into a bunch of random talent. They've been talented, but I don't think it's luck. So is it literally just the conference they play in? Is it is it that bad? But well, I mean, we've seen Waterford complete the compete in the playoffs. We've seen Southern make the playoffs in the TVC hockey. We've seen teams in that conference compete. It hasn't been a complete rollover conference. No way, no how. And Trimble exists in that conference in the same region geographically is everybody else in the conference so it's not that reason either so what makes trimble great what makes the tomcats click what makes them the dominant force that they are one is phil ferris his game plan his strategy and the culture he's established the culture that he's carried over from tomcat teams of the past he has somehow captured the emotion and physicality and passion of one tiny village in Ohio and has put it into every single young man on the roster to make them the most ferocious bunch of football players I have possibly ever seen at that level. They hit the snot out you. And they'll make sure you know about it too. They play an old school style of football we haven't seen for a long, long time. Long, long time. It's rare to see these days guys play the way the Trimble Tomcats play. It's not dirty. It's hard hitting. It's not, you know, out of the rules of the game. It's rough. It's physical. They will smack the crap out of you on every single play. That is what the Tomcats' goal is to do. And they will out-hit, out-physical, out-passion just about every team they play. And that is an incredible, incredible achievement for a coach to say about a culture he's established. Because what I watched against Chesapeake was a Chesapeake team that was bigger, that honestly had probably better frontline athletes in the backfield. Their running back quarterback, it looked like they could move a little better than Cam Kittle and Connor Wright did. But nobody on that Chesapeake team hits like Trumbull. And after about 25 or 30 plays, the Panthers were looking around at each other, getting up slower and slower after each play. And when you play down at Gloucester Memorial Stadium, all that is just amplified. Every hit, 
every crack through the stadium sends a, a reverb of energy through this community where every person knows just about every other person. I'm telling you, I've been around this state. I've talked to people who have covered high school football all around this country. And what they have cooking at Gloucester Memorial Stadium is one of the most unique and impressive football cultures and atmospheres in the country. It's incredible what they've done. And now the stadium is starting to match the talent, the passion, the culture, the physicality. They've got new bleachers. They've got new lights. They are ready to roll. They are going to be a very good team this season. They're going to be a great team this season. Will they be able to compete in the playoffs? Again, that's a question that needs to be answered still. That's a question that I can't provide the answer to you today. We're going to have to see it on the field in week five against Worthington. We're going to have to see it week one against the Nelson York Buckeyes who are coming for the Trimble Tomcats. They are not going to walk into Gloucester Memorial Stadium and be embarrassed like they were last year. At least they're going to try not to be. And that's pretty much the only two tests that we're going to get to see at Trimble before week 11. So maybe we'll learn something. But I don't think we're going to see it until the month of November from the Trimble Tomcats. But what we will see week in, week out, just like I've seen for the last three years that I've had the opportunity to watch the Trimble Tomcats play football, and just like the most of you out there have watched for the last 25 years, it doesn't matter if it's federal hawking or Macomb in the state championship. The Trimble Tomcats are going to hit you, and they're going to play the game exactly in that manner. And every single player on that roster's favorite activity is not catching, is not throwing, is not scoring a touchdown, is not celebrating, is not putting their eye paint on, is not looking cool for Instagram. It is literally hitting people. That's it. They just want to hit people. And that's rare. Is that the best way to go about building college athletes i don't know that's an argument for another day is that the best way to go about you know building a city or a town or a culture for the future and operating in society i don't know i'm not sure on all that but i know it's the best way to build a football team in the city of gloucester the personality of the town the attitude of the players the physicality the you know i we know you doubt us we know that you saw this stadium. You know, Matt Frazee always tells me a great story about this rich team from Cincinnati coming off of a charter bus and asking where the Gator is to carry their equipment. And the Trouble Tomcats just laughing and saying, no, nah, man, you carry your equipment here. And we're going to hit you in that equipment that you're carrying. And they beat them off the field, scared them off the field. And I think the Tomcats are going to do a lot of scaring teams in 2019. Nathan Rourke. He was ranked pretty highly in some national media outlets. We'll let you know which one and how highly he was ranked among quarterbacks in the FBS. It's pretty high, and it's pretty impressive on the other side of the break. This is The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. 
Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your health care team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Experienced truck drivers, are you looking for a better work-life balance? At Schneider, the options are endless because you can choose from 38 types of driving jobs, from regional to local, from OTR to intermodal, from dedicated to LTL and more. Personalize your driving career to fit your lifestyle. Along with all of the different types of driving jobs, you can also pick from over 50 different dedicated accounts. Learn more about all of the options for drivers and then you decide. Find it all at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. This is the place to fill your gas tank just before you head to or off Route 33. This is the hot spot to fill your bellies with delicious cold-cut sandwiches and tantalize your taste buds with hot and tasty 6-inch or foot-long subs. This is the super spot which offers drive through service of pop, chips, candy, beer, water, and much more. This is the best-kept secret in Athens County. Until now, this is City Limits Valero. Visit them at 235 Columbus Road in Athens, open seven days a week. And remember, why just drive by? When you can drive through. Current televisions being built today have a mean time to failure of one to three years. The the manufacturers have no want to maintain anymore. So they're looking at selling, not maintaining. They only make money when they sell new. And the new is going cheaper and cheaper. The advertised cheap price uh, is what everybody bites on. People will buy the new because that's what's there. That's what they want. They want the newest they can get usually. But if you have a television repaired in today's world, normally that TV will buy you more time than a new replacement. They can be repaired for half or less of that replacement, then that makes it worth it. I'm Dave Russell. I own TV Supply Company. I'm at 136 Columbus Road. Stop in with your repair needs. Anything that's electronic. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Hey, remember to check out WATHSportsFan.com. That is your home for all the news and information around Southeastern Ohio sports. Me and a collection of great writers have Going to try to keep that updated just about every day. First look at the Trimble Tomcats article. A lot of the points I made in the last segment about the Trimble Tomcats you can find in that article with some more detailed information about what we learned at the first Trimble Tomcats scrimmage. Also, a first look for all you other fans out there at the Megs Marauders, the Vinton County Vikings, the Athens Bulldogs. All are in there. We'll try to give a first look to every TBC Ohio team along with keeping up with the Bobcats on the Bobcat Insider. Again, that is WATHSportsFan.com. Go ahead and check that website out. Put it in your bookmarks. Put it in your favorites. It's going to be the place to be if you're a sports fan in Southeast Ohio. And if you're listening to this show, I imagine you are. And if you are a sports fan in Southeast Ohio, I'd imagine that probably one of your favorite players is Nathan Rourke. At least he's mine. And Nathan Rourke was just named to a very prestigious list. And that list was released by Cam Meller, who is a guest and friend of the show. You'll hear him on Thursday. We'll have him comment 
on that list on Thursday. But I wanted to get to this news today. Cam Meller from Pro Football Focus released a list of all 130 FBS starting quarterbacks and ranked all 130 according to Pro Football Focus grades. And then it's adjusted for competition. So SEC quarterbacks are going to be higher ranked than Mid-American Conference quarterbacks. And that makes sense about most of the time you adjust And then he looks at a few other factors and then ranks the quarterbacks 1 through 130. And Nathan Rourke came in at 19 on this list, meaning he's a top 20 quarterback regardless of competition. Meaning that you would take Nathan Rourke, and and I agree with this 100%. I looked at the list. I think there's probably about four or five or six names I would take. I would take Nathan Rourke over that are above Nathan Rourke on the list. But 19 is not a bad spot at all. And I think that Cam Meller and most college football pundits who are paying attention at that level would agree that they would take Nathan Rourke over 110 quarterbacks in this country. That is how good this guy has been. That is how good this guy has been. And pro football focus has been on top of it in terms of giving this man credit. And you know, I posed a question on a show a few weeks ago about whether this team is going to be able to replicate what it did in 2018 offensively. Are they really going to be able to put up 259 yards on the ground? Is Nathan Rourke going to be able to have the same efficiency numbers that he did a year ago with a new receiving core, essentially brand new Poppy White, Andrew Meyer out the door, new offensive line, essentially Joe Anderson, Joe Lowry, Darrell Wood out the door. You have to replace all those guys, new running backs, Malik Irons out the door. A.J. Allett, all-time leading rusher, out the door. So you have all these questions stack up. And a few weeks ago, and I've been saying on this program, that these are questions that need answered for the Bobcats. And that there is a little bit of room to worry about the offense struggling in the early season. I, I, I think that less now. After watching the Bobcats in practice a few times, after reading the wondrous reporting by Jason Arkley of the Athens Messenger of the practices that I wasn't able to make it to and the scrimmage I wasn't able to make it to, and reading all the other reports, Matt Parker of the Post doing a great job, this team's ready. I mean, Nathan Rourke has looked crisp. He looks like he can make some NFL throws. He's looked really, really good. This offensive line, they, they haven't missed a beat. Frank Solich went as far to say is that's the best offensive practice. They, he said he can't believe that the offense is this far along. It's a paraphrase, but that's essentially what he said. He is shocked at the offense's progress. And, and the defense, we already knew the defense was going to be pretty good this year because we knew the secondary was going to be so good because they had so many pieces coming back. The linebacking core returns a lot of solid players. That'll be a year better. And I love the depth of the linebacking core. One of the most important positions to have depth on in a football team. Right right in front of that, in terms of importance, to have depth would be your defensive line. Those guys need to rotate a lot. But good thing the Ohio defensive line has a lot of young athletes that are excited and ready to attack on the outside. I'm a little worried about their run defense up the middle Um, In terms of defensive tackles, Brian Arp, the other senior that's going to be next to Cole Baker, hasn't been practicing much, but still, I I think the defense is going to be better than they were a year ago. I think that's a safe assumption, and they ended up being the second-ranked defense in Mid-American Conference play. So when the goal is to win the MAC, and you're already the second-ranked defense in the MAC, you expect the defense to get better, and the offense is already farther along than you expected it to be. 
I'm just going to come out and say that I'm more confident right now today that this team can and will win the MAC championship in 2019 than I have been all offseason. And really all last season, thinking about this season, I thought that 2018 was going to be the last realistic opportunity. And the Mac just, nobody stepped up last year. The, the next highest ranked quarterback on the pro football focus list of the top 130 FBS quarterbacks is John Wastick of Western Michigan. He's at 52. Cato Nelson's at 55. They're all the way back in the 50s. Rourke is on another planet compared to the rest of the Mid-American Conference quarterbacks. He's the second highest ranked group of five quarterback. Behind Mason Fine out of North Texas, the number fifth ranked quarterback in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. And that guy's going to play in the NFL, no doubt about it. Nathan Rourke's still got some things to prove. But being that highly ranked is, is impressive. And all the signs that are coming out about this team, the leadership, the, the dedication, what I'm hearing from camp, the attitude these players are carrying. If this team avoids the mistakes of the past, and that is a big assumption, but it is all in front of them. I think this year, because of the way the Mid-American Conference is, I think that last year's version of the Bobcats is probably the best this team is, is going to be. I really do think they had talent everywhere. Poppy White, Andrew Meyer, I mean, all those guys were so good. The offensive line was legendarily good. The defense figured it out late in the year. And they were a Louis Zervos 29-yard field goal away from being in Detroit, and they would have 100% won that game in Detroit if they would have been allowed to play. 100% would have won that game. Did you see the way the Bobcats were playing at the end of last year? They would have walked into Detroit and mopped the floor with NIU in a revenge game, a team they were up 21-9 to against, and then blew a fourth-quarter lead for one of their conference losses. So I, I'm pretty sure that the Bobcats would have won the MAC championship last year, and I am 100% sure that they were the best team in the MAC. All Louis Zervis had to do was make a 29-year-old field goal that he makes 99 times out of 100. I think that team was better than this year's team. But I think this team has a better chance to win the conference. Why? Because they can lose the same amount of conference games as the 2018 team did. But they'll make the MAC championship. There's no Buffalo. There's no one-loss conference team. That does not exist this year unless it is the Ohio Bobcats themselves. So there's going to be no runaway team like Buffalo who has an NFL prospect quarterback and a really just great team running through the conference. I don't think that's going to happen this year. So there's more margin for error for this team. I don't think they're as good as 2018, but they have a better opportunity to win the Mid-American Conference Championship. And you can mark this up right along with the 2012 team and Tyler Tettleton. If this team can't make the MAC Championship game or win it, I think win it is obviously the expectation, but if they can't even make the MAC Championship game this year, it'll be one of the biggest disappointments of Frank Solich's tenure. Period. Period. The expectations are here now for the Bobcats. That's a good thing. That means you've had success. That means people believe in you. That's what expectation is. A lot of us in life, we have expectations placed on us. We fold, we crumble. We're given more responsibility at work or more responsibility in a relationship. Or another child, for some of you. Or another car, or another dog, or another cat. And there are those of us 
who are handed this responsibility, and they crumble. They can't, they can't handle the expectation. They don't like the expectation of succeeding. They don't like the fact that they're expected to do really well. But the great ones, when they're handed those expectations, they understand that they are receiving those expectations because somebody thinks they can be great. We got a caller on the line. Unfortunately, not going to be able to get them on the show. Reds are starting at 635 tonight. But it's been a good one. Appreciate you listening to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. You can find these episodes on WATHSportsFan.com under the Sports Fan tab. I'm going to pop in, do a little bit of video content right now. You can find that on my Twitter, at MoreLucas, a little bit later. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Sports Fan. Reds Nationals coming your way next. It's 970 WATH.